Thank you for being here. You're here on a special day, I'll tell you that. Why is it not working, Jonesy? <laughs> they don't want to be locked into a, a house or an apartment. Got to follow the social distancing rule. And some nuff dicks were getting tested, then going in and doing a shop. <laughs> COVID. I had it. Detective so, George Bennett. Yeah, he's a ballin, absolutely. George, don't say hello to you. Like I don't know, I'm, I'm actually genuinely embarrassed. I broke my back. A vertebrae or, or oh. a portion? Spinal. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> Josie, just do that. Do that thing where you just put Bill's talking. Let me see. I can hear him first. Hey, fellas. Boy. I I was just telling Jonesy before the show that I was hey. going to try and do this real, real upbeat intro. You know, like just mix it up a bit. Try to be a bit more upbeat. But when the moment came, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I mean, I'm as stiff as a fucking cardboard box. I feel like I've been kicked by a fucking racehorse in the chest. I didn't have it. I, I didn't have it in me to do it. Sorry. So we just start with the standard shit. I'm, I'm glad you didn't. Because I, I hate upbeat people. I actually hate upbeat people. Like, you know, like those people that are real nice. That are like, you know, like I was trying to describe this to someone yesterday. Like I was talking about a guy. And I was like, there's nothing actually inherently wrong with the guy. He's like he's really nice. He's does really well with his stuff. What he, you know, and then for some reason he's just so punchable. And you know, like uh. just so annoying. I think it's because he's chirpy. And I'm just you know, like if someone's chirpy, they're coming in at like a nine, and you're down on like a three. Yeah. Like two in the tour. Well, well normally I'd say. Injuries. Normally I'd say, George, this is just you know two weeks in the tour. Don't worry about. It. But you've I always hated you. people. <laughs> you, can't, you can't hear me. I can't hear you. Oh, fuck. No, he can hear us. I can't he can hear, hear us. You, and I, if you can hear me, I'm happy I can't hear you. He's got selective hear hearing. George has yeah. always had selective hearing. This is this is the the pod, social distance podcast lowers a snake's ass edition. No, nah, we, we, we can't go down like this, Bules. Like, George is now trying to work out. You, is it, can you hear us now, George? Yeah, so we're off to an absolute belter. He's talking to himself. He's in France. I put a I put a photo on. <laughs> this is like the episode, the fir- very first episode when you had Novi on. And he couldn't work out how to plug the headphones into that little hole. This is just France, mate. George is at the tilde front. <laughs> Who's he talking to? I can you hear us? George, you get fucking euros for these earphones. If that shit, I was going to say you have to. If you're going to buy AirPods, they have to be the brand Apple. Audio. Okay, I have my microphones. Is it fucking working? We can hear you. I can hear you. Uh, Have you just turned your volume off? Is it actually you that's wrong? No, we're chatting between ourselves. We can hear you. But his internet's fine. This is yeah. Talk, yeah, talk about people that give me the fucking shits. No, I can't hear either of you. I, I, it looks like my stuff's working, but I don't know what the fuck. I'd prefer a chirpier guy with good Please internet and headphones any day. I'm going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you hey, have it, folks. George there, Bennett. There you go. Yellow jersey, leading team, strongest team in the race. He had a, George had a cracking ride yesterday. 
pulling on the front of the car. Half of these questions are for a rider that's in the race. What are we going to do? Oh, here we go. He's back. All right, George, can you hear us? All right. Yeah, she's tired again. What are we talking about? Upbeat people. <laughs> yeah, no, that I said five I, minutes. I prefer talk- people that had good internet and headphones any day of the week <laughs> yeah. over someone that's upbeat. What do you hate more, upbeat people or people with bad internet connections? Uh, people with bad internet any day of the week. Oh, how, how do you feel, mate? Are you pumped? No, I'm fucking pinned. I've had... Oh, no, I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm pumped. I forgot that people listen to this. Do they hear people listen to this? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm all right. I actually am. I'm proper pinned, though. I've had it. I've actually, honestly, I've had a bit of a nightmare tour so far. We're only two weeks in. Yesterday was the first day. I reckon I had about 70 good K of this tour, the first 70 K in Nice in the pissing rain. And then I ate shit, like crashed myself, what we talked about last week on the humiliating crash. It was creeping ever since. And then I got proper sick, which is, it's not the time, you, it's, it's not the environment you want to be sick in in the COVID 19. Fortunately, there was all the COVID testing, you know, and so we knew I didn't have COVID, but I just had this gnarly head cold, and it's, I finally got rid of it, well, sort of, it's on the way out, for chills and all the shit, and then yesterday was the first day I could actually pedal my bike properly, and uh, thank fuck I could, because holy, it was a hard day. Mate, you were um, awesome. You were awesome yesterday. Yeah, mm, I, it yeah. Was a, a, I think, as you said once, Bjorns, it was a bigger comeback than, uh, than Jesus Christ. Since Easter like Sunday, comeback biggest now. comeback. <laughs> Since Easter Sunday, yeah. Because the day before, I think I had, I honestly think I had the worst, I'm not, like, I'm, I know I, when I'm tired, I like to exaggerate things, but. Um, when you're tired. <laughs> you remember I'm permanently overtrained, so that's 95% <laughs> of the time. So uh, yesterday, the day before yesterday, I, I, I genuinely think I had the worst legs of my career. Like, I just had this this poison feeling and i was in the bus and you know you got snot coming out of your head and you've got like the chills you had a cold sweats on your cheeks and all that shit and i was sitting like, there going oh, it's like God, when I you haven't... eat too much balsamic vinegar you know when you eat heaps of balsamic vinegar and you get that like feeling on your on your cheeks what? have you what had that what are you, what are you talking, talking about? about try it try it like i hate balsamic vinegar who who ods on balsamic mate you splash that shit on very very minutely <laughs> Yeah, well, you try that. you try ODing on it, and you get the you feel what your cheeks feel like. It's How much bizarre. do you have to eat though to do that? I don't know, half a cup. Yeah, oh, no. What were you talking about? You're feeling like shit? Oh yeah, I was feeling so rubbish, <laughs> and I was just thinking, oh, too much balsamic vinegar, all that stuff, and uh, <laughs> and then I was, and then yesterday, I I just woke up and I was like, oh, actually, I'm a bit better today. And then the race went apeshit. And uh, and I just never left, like, position six all day, just sitting six wheel all day. And then didn't go forward, didn't go backwards, and only the people in front of me, like, that finished their turn swung off. And um, it was actually pretty good. So I was pretty relieved, but um, I'm paying for it today. So I'm glad neither of you two are feeling chirpy. Mate, so, at, least you're, at least you're still in the race. This this yeah. time this time last week was the first rest of the Tour de France. We're both there. We're chatting about the advice that you gave me prior to the tour, you know, when you said, you know what, Bills, there's going to be crashes. 
you're going to be in them. That's just how it goes. And then I'd avo- I had avoided every crash up until that point, and we were taking the piss out of you for dropping it twice on stage one. Here I am now. A couple of broken I, Yeah, I reckon bones. this is your fault, George, because you almost put the bloody mozzer on him. Oh, do you think I cursed him? Well, if you'd never mentioned crashes, who knows? Bill's oh, probably fine. I don't believe in that gypsy rubbish, but um, I do believe that you crashed exceptionally hard. Man, you crashed hard. I oh yeah. I I when I looked over. So uh, have you? Did you guys start this before me? I don't know. I don't know if you brought people up to speed, but obviously Bills is out, and you, you've had one hell of a crash. And if people have seen it, have we got that video anywhere? Actually, I think we put it on our on our Twitter or Instagram. But yeah, um, we should have got it. Man, yeah, I've I, got I, it, but they block your video if you use Tour de France footage. So uh, just look at it on Twitter. Man, you, you know, like it looked like you gotten through, and then I guess someone caught you from behind. And the problem is, is like, you know, when you crash and you slide, you lose all your skin, but whatever. But you just got like the shit whipped down. You know, like all your momentum, your momentum, just went directly into the ground, and you know. Mate, and, I got uh, absolute, absolutely oh. ragdolled. I, that, that's the only way to describe it is I got ragdolled. And, like, the thing about that crash is I had so much awareness about it. Like, I knew a lot of crashes happen and you, you haven't even got time to react. You just, boom, you're, you're done. You're on the ground. At that point, when the crash happened, I, I was fully aware that they were crashing on my right, the right-hand side of me. So I, w- I was, like, I had enough time to make some sort of, well, you saved it originally. You, you got out of the way. You got to the left of it because yeah, I, I was like, straight into the middle of it. I was like, if I go hard left here, I'm either going to get around. There's a good chance I'm going to get around it. But if I don't get around it, at least I'm going to fall on the grass. And, I might, and you know, falling on grass typically is better than falling on tarmac. So I got into the grass. <laughs> but then, yes. like, I think there must have been a ghost hole or something there. Or I got clipped from behind. <laughs> and But I just, my front wheel just disappeared. But, Beneath me, my, apparently my bike bike was broken in half, and I just well, no. What happened was you off. got you no 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 you you got taken out from behind. So uh, the guy the guy on the right hand side of you was drifting left like you were, but he was drifting at a rate of knots left, and just took out your back wheel, and then you went straight over. So if if old mate had followed your line, he would have been alright, but he just pushed it too wide and then clipped the back of your bike. And I remember because I, I was right behind it, so went into the back but didn't actually come off. And then I looked over to my left and I just saw a look on your face and straight away I was like, oh, mate. And then straight away your whole team one by one came to tell me that you were out of the race. And I was like, oh, I just had this sinking, like, I reckon I was probably sadder than you were. <laughs> uh, I was pretty sad. I was pretty sad. <laughs> I um, I was, I can't, I've done a, co- a couple of interviews and, and bits and pieces now, so I can't remember what I've told people um, or who I've told. I but, can't imagine you told them you were happy, though. No. I can't, I can't imagine, like... Mate, I honestly, like, I, I hit the how, deck. How, how many times did you use the phrase, that's bike racing? <laughs> <laughs> part of the sport. Just part yeah. of the sport, eh? Just part uh, of the sport. Yeah. Shit happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll bounce back. Yeah. Did you ever give them the worst things happen at sea? You ever given them that yeah. one? Oh, well, worst things happen at sea. Yeah. <laughs> Tough day in assault mines. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I uh, I was I remember I was telling someone the other day, I um 
Oh, I was, I was fucking hurt, man. I was hurting. First thing I was, because I busted a couple of ribs, so I was winded. I was like George on stage one, but I didn't have anyone there for some comic relief. So I was just trying I to... Say, I reckon that would have been a real tough crowd to get a laugh out of you. Like, you managed to get a laugh out of me on stage one, but I don't think there was anyone getting a laugh out of you. I would have broken my other wrist, hidden them, probably. And, and then I, I was like, fuck, I was in pain. And then I, I realized pretty quickly I'd broken a number of, number of bits and pieces and... And then, anyway, the long, long, long story short, I ended up in the ambulance, driving me to to the hospital. It was like a forty minute drive to the hospital, and I was, I was, in, I was hurting, I was hurting, <laughs> and the and the the doctors in the ambulance could see it, so they chucked me straight away on a um, on a morphine drip, an IV, like straight away, because I was like, I was, I was in shock, and I, and I knew I was in shock. I've been in shock many times before, and I, I was, so I was trying to compose myself, but I just was in so much pain for some reason. And like, I mean, maybe I'm a soft cock, but for fuck, some reason, like, you've broken your fucking arm <laughs> and your ribs <laughs> and your ribs. I don't know what's going on. It's so weird. Just, I just, Why does it hurt so reason. much? <laughs> broken bones. This is just not. Can't join the dots here. Anyway, continue. And so I was on the back of the ambulance driving to the to the uh, hospital, and I was lying down, and I was facing out the back window, and we we're like driving down those, you know, those long straight. French roads lot dotted with oak trees or whatever. And like, mate, I felt like David Bowie or something, or like Simon and Garfunkel. I was like in my singing in my head, like, Hello, darkness, my old friend. Come to talk with me again. And then and then the lady's like, Oh, we're nearly there. We're 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 at the hospital in ten minutes. I was like, Don't hurry. Don't hurry. <laughs> how long did how long did the morphine last for? Like when you got to the hotel, were you still floating? Yeah, I was like on and off it a bit when I got to the hospital because, like, once again, I'm not sure why I was in, in so much pain, but I was. And um, <laughs> so they were they were giving me painkillers while I was at the hospital. And actually, a funny little story there. I got to the hospital and I was there by myself because the the race the team doctor would always come to the hospital when one of us crashes, but he was stuck at the finish line and the finish that day was on an island so the road was completely closed the only road in or on or off the island so he couldn't get to me until uh you know quite quite a bit later on and i had these there was fuck all going on at this hospital so i had a had a bloody spectators like 15 nurses standing around my bed <coughs> looking at me, all yelling at me in french talking to me in french what's wrong what's wrong and i was like uh does anyone speak english and there was this this young nurse there and she she started speaking to me in english and i was like oh I was like, thinking to myself Shit, she, speaks, she speaks good english <laughs> and then at a certain point she's she replied she goes okay sweet ass and i was like where do you learn your english and she she studied um she studied to be a nurse in um new zealand in wellington so we ended up having a good old chat for a few hours there and uh, and then so yeah, then they were they would give me painkillers, and then they had to put a cast in my arm. But again, I don't know why, but it was so sore, and um, they 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 were twisting my arm in all sorts of fucking directions to put this cast on, and I was like, ah. Oh. Again, I don't know why, but it was just hurting. And then um, so then they ended up. So I had a bit of a fair bit of morphine, and now they're giving me the laughing gas. So I was like, oh yeah, I was on a trip. I was on a trip there. When I got back to the hotel, though, I was. I mean, I think it was a, a combination of being pretty fatigued from 10 days of racing, being pretty sore from a number of broken bones. Uh, and being higher down. than Joe Cocker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cut, coming down off 
off that kind of stuff. And I walked into the hotel lobby and Julian Dean, Matt White and Matt Haven were sitting there in the lobby. And, you know, those three guys, you know, they all mean quite a lot to me um, in a number of different ways and always had my back and supported me. And finally, the, you know, I was at the Tour de France and those three guys were there. And I just fucking broke down, man. I just lost my shit. <coughs> I lost today. Mm. And then, oh, yeah. But how are you going, George? Yellow jersey, mate, leading the Tour de France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you actually, the way you describe that, I mean, the hours directly after, apart from the, the real sting in the tail by going back to the hotel, but I mean, the morphine, the laughing gas, you almost made me look forward to crashing out of the tour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, George, okay. like, I want to know, if you've got a sniffle and a cold and you're in the team that's leading the Tour de France... Oh, then, mate, it's you know, panic stations. Do they wrap you up in Glad Wrap? How do they? Do you have to go on yeah, a separate no, but, car? But, uh, luckily, it, can, it coincided directly with the COVID test. So the day of the last time we did a podcast, and then we already had another, and I've had another te- couple of tests since, and obviously all negative. But it means that I'm um, permanently on mask duty. Like I, I, I'm actually shaking it now. Like as I've woken up today, it's the snots and everything's gone. But I'm on the I'm on a mask twenty four seven in the bus. You know, because everyone. You know, all the directors and stuff are always wearing masks. Everyone's wearing masks, but obviously, like you know, you've always sit on the bus and you've you're you're the bubble boy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I actually am like the boy in the bubble. But um, as of you know, it's obviously going away, so I'm I'm in the clear. No one else got it. I think what it was, it just had like um, we had this hotel with the aircon. It was super hot, and the aircon didn't work, so we brought in some um. This is my best guess. I've got no idea if this is true. This is probably just slander against this poor mobile air conditioning company. But we um, had these little mobile units that we bring in, and obviously they haven't been fired up since, who knows, probably the welter last year, I, I guess. And um, the first moments they come out, you know, you just get like a bit of an infection or a bit of like a shit in your sinuses. And then yeah. when you're already on the ropes and you're healing from like injuries and stuff. And then you just you've just got no immune system and you just suck. And um, yeah, it wasn't what I needed, eh? I'm going to step in here and say that's complete bullshit. Okay. There's no, there's no <laughs> way. There's no way. I, I, I would suggest, you know, COVID-19? Given, given my um, medical, you know, my uneducated, unresearched. You're fleeting running with a New Zealand nurse. Yeah. An expert. <laughs> yeah. And medical. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at is that I would suggest it's because you're tired. Like it's standard. It's standard week three of a grandy. Yeah, you know. No, it is. I don't reckon I've had a grandy where I haven't had a head cold or something. You know. No. Like shit. No. I I used to get him and I didn't ride. If yeah, you drank piss every night till four a.m. <laughs> yeah, so. fair enough. Speaking of piss drinking, I um I had we had a couple of um, messages. On the on our social media, the social distance podcast, social media, like we got a good following now and good, you know, a lot of support from guys um, for me for my crashes and also for you, George, um, heading into the final week and trying to win the tour. Um, but a, quite a number of messages saying, "Oh, his uh, his Buell's been sober yet since he had his crash," and like that's a valid question. And to be honest. There's been times in my career where I've had injuries. And when I say times, I mean, maybe a few months for the last 10 years, um, where I would normally launch into a couple of beers. Mate, I've been on the absolute limit. I haven't had, I've barely had a drink. 
Like really? I had, yeah, yeah, first, yeah, uh, yeah, but you're addicted to morphine. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's been the come down of that. No, mate. I, honestly, I've I've barely had a, I've barely had a drink. Like I, I had in the first three days after the crash, I had four beers across the three days. Um, Hang on, you've been to isn't it five or seven? Isn't it an odd number? Yeah, that's the one for reason. <laughs> You're full of no, shit. It's, no, it's no, no, it's two. It's an even number. It's an even number for Bill. Oh, it's, it's got to be one for each leg. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I've, yeah. but I've only been having like one. I've had like a couple of days where I only had one beer, and then one day where I had two. But I'm not worried about my legs at the moment. I've only got one arm to fix, so I need one one beer per arm. The other oh, arm's okay. fine. Yeah, yeah you need two sense. ribs wrong, so you need you need yeah. to one for each broken rib. Yeah, true. So that's three. But do you do you feel that that this year more than any you can blame <laughs> you can blame COVID for everything? Yeah. So like when people go, geez, mate, you've stacked on the beef. You go, ah, oh, yeah, it's fucking, it's COVID. And everyone just goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, you creep it on the bike. Oh, COVID, fuck my prep. Yeah, it didn't come out of lockdown well. Oh, lockdown wasn't good for me. Yeah. yeah. And like but if ha- people go, oh, you got a drinking, yeah, you got a drinking problem. Ah, it's COVID, mate. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. It's pretty much just write the year off. Like you can get away with anything. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I, I agree. I've got, I'm, I'm about to head into my third my third rebuild of the year now as well. So it's going to create some real issues. Hopefully not a drinking one. Um, um, yeah. But let's talk, uh, let's talk briefly about Tour de France. Cause I know that George, you, you're going training shortly, aren't you? Yeah, we are. We're going to go do a, do a ride, but I just wanted to touch on, is that wrist that you've broken? Is that one you've broken before or is that the other one you broke? I had that question the other day and honestly, mate, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. I've, you I've fall ne- badly, eh? Like you fall, I think because you're so big and you've got like the leverage, like the the physics doesn't work, isn't in your favor. You know, there's so no. much like um, force going on to it. Because if you've ever seen Sam in the flesh, he's actually got like tiny arms, like yeah, literally it, the be, arms my size. It'd be like pushing a giraffe out of a truck. <laughs> A recently born giraffe that can't stand. Yeah, like a foal, yeah. <laughs> Seventy K an hour, just throw him out of truck. But like but I noticed like when you fall, you you're you've just got so much leverage or so much weight from your legs, like all your masses falling on your arms and shoulders, and it's just the wrong Oh hold on. Oh, Wait, I've see. had I've had I'm plenty sick. of crashes where I haven't broken things as well though. Maybe you need to do some like a fall boot camp and learn how to stop, drop, and roll. Well, we're actually, when you look at the, I was talking to Durbo about the crash I had the other uh, at the tour there. It was, it was almost like a trademark uh, fall. It's it's how you learn to crash. Like I mean, you learn to crash in a sense. Like I did actually, I I crashed in almost the perfect way, rolling. Um, I think the fact that we're going sixty k an hour. And that the there was a massive ditch there that I hit the other side of, uh, kind of def, kind of uh, defeated the whole purpose of rolling. But I mean, I, I, guys, I've, I, I have had crashes before and not broken bones. I've had plenty of crashes and not broken bones. Uh, it's just sometimes you know they just things don't work out again in your favour. Mm. Hey, so George, back to the race. Are you guys worried about Pogacar? Or you reckon is yeah, pretty no, comfortable? I, no, I. I I always said it was uh, people keep saying, "Oh, it's, it's Roglic." Um, the 
Bernal. And I was always thinking, oh, this is Slovenian guy that you've got to worry about. Because I saw him in the Welt last year and I heard, I was at the Welt last year and he was really good, but I was so shit in the Welt that I was always dropped before he did his really impressive stuff. So I didn't really see it firsthand. And then I didn't really go back and watch any replays of the Welter. So um, I'd heard that it was freakishly good. And then already in the in the Pyrenees, I was thinking, oh, he's pretty, he's you know, he's pretty dangerous. And then yesterday, like we we set like a, as hard as we could, like that tempo. You don't get much, doesn't get much faster. At least I can't go much faster. And uh, he was just cruising, man. So I, I I'm I'm definitely worried about him. But um, I was going to say, oh, we've got the time trial up our up our sleeves. But then in the the um, Slovenian Nationals was exact replica of the Tour de France TT. It was like, oh no, maybe it was the inverse. Maybe it was like you started on a climb and then it went flat. But at some stage of the bike change, half of it was flat, half of it was up the hill, which is exactly what the Tour is this year. And um, Pogacar bet Roglic. So <laughs> I was thinking, oh, maybe maybe it's going to be pretty close. So I got to, we were definitely worried about him. But well, it's definitely it's definitely clear that the old the Roglic Bernal battle has been settled. No coming yeah. back. For, no coming back for him. What do so, you think happened there, though? Like that. I mean, you, like because he, I, I finished yesterday and then I swung off. Like finished on the front and then I swung off. I don't know, just five six k to go and went as easy as I possibly could to the line. I'm talking just smallest gear, just turning it over, and it took a real long time to for him to catch me. And then when he caught me, he he wasn't like fighting to he wasn't like on the limit you know he was just completely empty he was just he was just in like stuck in first gear you know he could just get from a to b so what, well, what do you reckon happens there what's well that, I was, what's for sure when you get dropped i mean he was dropped really early on and he, he must have been he was obviously dropped early on because he couldn't follow the pace and then um at that point it becomes mental doesn't it like as you watch the bunch go further and further away he's got his radio when he's getting Told, oh, look, mate, you're 30 seconds behind. Next next time he's a minute behind, then he's a minute and a half behind. And at that point, you're like, well, the Tour de France is over for me. The head falls off, you know. Mm. No, it's, mate, it's COVID. Yeah, the inter- <laughs> interrupted preparation. Um, I heard some commentary saying that, you know, in Colombia, it was three weeks later than Europe. So, you know, it might have affected his build up or what. COVID, write it off. Start again. Drinking problem. Drinking problem. But do you reckon? Do you reckon? In, do, yeah. Do you reckon any any ice would be fucking spewing? They didn't bring in Garrett Thomas. Just well, he's going now. Back up. But what well, what's crazy is that like when I look at Torino, like you look at G from when did I race him? Uh, Tour de Lan, and you know he was well, well, well off the pace. But um, then you look at him in Torino, he's maybe the second best guy in the race, mm. and like it, it makes me think either in Torino he was. Uh, in 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 um, Tortellana and Dauphiné, maybe they were even doing. I don't know. I could see that this is absolute speculation, but like they were doing something like they still needed to lose a little bit of weight, so they were like racing calorie restricted or something like that. And then, so of course you creep in, but they were actually it was all part of the the long term plan to be at the tour, because like it just shows that you can't keep a you can't talent doesn't disappear. Like you just see him because it's 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 he was good when he needed to be good like Torino is the second week of the tour that's when the action happens and he's flying so I mean like hindsight's hindsight's a perfect vision isn't it and yeah, yeah. like they they selected the team um I mean and I and I kind of respected the way that any selected their team obviously it being a British team 
you, a lot of people would have been thinking, oh, he, well, there's no well, Luke Rose in there, but other than that, like, oh, there's no Brits in there, rah, rah, rah. But they, they selected their team based on trying to win the Tour de France. Let's take the best riders. It doesn't matter where they're from. We're taking mm. we're taking the best team to try to win the Tour de France. <laughs> so at that point, they obviously felt that G wasn't in the in that eight. Um, but yeah, now, like I say, hindsight's perfect vision. You look back now, and really, other than Kwiatowski, he's riding pretty well. Um, the, the, the whole team's not performing that well, to be honest. And... You I'll look, tell you who's flying. You look at his Rowie. He did this pull the other day on the on the Pumaru stage, and then he they obviously were like, I think their tactic was let's make it super hard because the last two K was really hard. So let's make the whole stage as hard as we can, try and take a bit of Rogler's punch out of his legs, maybe, so he doesn't have that big acceleration at the end. And Luke went on the front and just did this uphill pull, and I was just like. There's one of those moments when when you're like absolutely suffering and you're like, right, just got to get over here. And then you look up and you're like, it makes a difference who's hurting you. And you're like, fuck, if this oh, is yeah. their, their big domestic for the flat that's hurting me right now, it's a real dick shrinker. You know what I mean? Like you just, it's not <laughs> like you go, you don't see it and go, oh, that's Kwiatowski. Okay, he's been world champion uphill and whatever, you know, I can survive this. You're just like, oh. Um, so he's moving. Hey, we had a question the other day that I forwarded to our WhatsApp group that I try to find now, which is quite an interesting question. And I promised her name is um, Sarah, I think. Is it Sarah? Yeah, Sarah. So Sarah, I promised her that I'd answer this. We'd talk, we'd discuss this with her. Um, okay. Ooh, so her... serious. Well, not, not with her, but we would discuss it. It's a big, big build-up, Bills. It better be a good yeah, one. I'm, I'm trying to fucking find it. I'm trying to fucking find it. Um, so her, her question is, um, she's sorry about my crash. Thank you very much. Uh, she's not sure. This isn't that nurse, about. is it? No, no, not the Kiwi. <laughs> I actually, did hear, from, I actually did hear from her, though. Um, she slid into your DMs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, she likes the Tinder on the bike idea. Yeah, so her question is, okay, so why why in the Peloton does Michelin Scott not ride 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 like a like a squad like Jumbo or Visma? Jumbo or Ineos, sorry. Uh obviously you your two teams specifically you you guys, George, this year you've been riding always the teams always together, you're always in the front. Um and she what she's observed is that our team's been a bit scattered all over the all throughout the bunch. You know, like and uh, you right. know, maybe a couple of us together, but we're not riding as a unit, as one team towards the front of the bunch. So she's asking, what's the explanation behind that? If there is one, well, there is now, yeah. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, we just didn't, we just didn't come out of the lockdown as well, so we're no. together. Interesting. No, so there is an explanation to that, and uh, the explanation for that is uh, that. It depends. You guys just don't like each other. Yeah. Social distancing. No. It, it, the it, guys it, it that depends. are signed for next year ride together, <laughs> and the guys that are going elsewhere yeah. do their own thing. 
No, it's in all seriousness, it's ba- it's basically the what the goals of the team are. So when you look at what George's team is doing, they're, they're riding for one goal and one goal only, and that's to protect Roglic. So you always want to have the guys around Primoz. You always, you always want to be uh, close to the front in good position, although I would argue that sometimes they, they use a bit of energy by doing that. But that's, that's how you approach um, safety. They stay in, in that front part of the bunch, always together. If you've got people around around Roglic, you always have a couple of guys behind him. So if he has a mechanical or he has a crash or whatever, then you always there's always a couple of guys that are uh, really quickly aware of it. They can they can change a wheel for him if they need to, and they have guys in front of Roglic where they where they can uh, take the win for him, but keep him in a good position. Now for us, Mitchell and Scott, our goal this year at the Tour de France <clears throat> was to win stages. Um, I don't know if it still is. Yates is sitting fucking fifth on GC now. With the I call bullshit on that straight away, and even to you, you keep saying, "Nah, nah, he's going to drop off. He's just, he's just once he's going to, as soon as he's out of the yellow, he's going to sit up." And I was going, "Mate, he doesn't look, he doesn't look like he's in any shape to be sitting up. This guy's flying." But and it wasn't bullshit. It wasn't bullshit. Honestly, it wasn't bullshit. That there was always the the goal. Um, so anyway, the reason that we've been riding. Uh, uh, sort of scattered around the peloton is for a couple of different reasons. Um, we always ride in uh, in pairs. So, you know, uh, if it's a sprint stage, for example, we'll always have a couple of guys around Luca. Um, if it's a GC day, you'll always have a couple of guys around Adam. And the way that Adam likes to ride, he doesn't like to ride up there in the front uh, in, in, the, in the line as a team. He likes to be a little bit more relaxed until it gets to the nitty-gritty. So he likes to sit a little bit further back in the bunch um, and that means that you just put like, which was my job. I would always be around him, riding in a position where he where he felt comfortable and relaxed. Uh, the same would go with Luca. He likes to ride in a different part of the bunch. So if it's a sprint, he would ride where he chose. Chose. Um, and given the fact that we were going for stages, meant that we actually had guys on specific days that had no roles. Their their role was to only the only goal, only role was to look after themselves, save the legs, save the legs, save the legs, because in, in the tomorrow or in a couple of days' time is where you're going to be required to either go in breakaways or to try to go far deep into a mountain stage to look after Yatesy. So those guys' roles were only to look after themselves to stay um, and to stay fresh and, and, and stay recovered and stay relaxed. So that's the reason why we, we have been like that this tour. Uh, you would have seen, obviously, in other Grand Tours where we have been going for GC, <coughs> because uh, we're not this year. Um, we're, uh, we have been going for GC with Simon or guys like that, and uh, then we would we would be riding more like you guys are, George. We would, we would have all the guys around around uh, Simon or whoever it may be in a good position, close to the bunch, in the safety zone. Uh, and We, we yeah. had to make a – we made a real active decision to ride like that. Like, we know, like, sometimes we're just sitting up there and we just think, is this – are we too far up the front? And you just go, like, well, actually – we have the favourite for the race and we have the guys that can handle it. And it's just, you know, you've just got to control. I guess what you're like trying to do is control everything possible. So, like, even, like, yeah, yeah I was worried about Pogaccia and stuff, and I am, but I'm probably more worried about, like, a, a slippery roundabout or, like, mm. a middle section or something. And all of that stuff, like, I know it's just a little bit extra energy, a little bit more, like, taxing to have all the guys there, eight guys in a row every day for 21 days. But like you just can't afford it. You just can when you've got the yellow, especially. You just cannot afford to have any, any like 
moment where you're just sitting a bit far back and something happens and this and someone bumps into you or something. I mean, you saw like even like in the start yesterday, you know, you see you see the crash of Hugita. Yeah. Did anyone see yeah. that? Um, so that was from Youngles, and obviously completely unintentional, like from Bob. Like I, I feel bit. Hey, here's a here's a. He swung of, off hard though. Like that was he did swing off hard. But did did anyone see Youngles later in the stage get hit by the ambulance? Nah. So an ambulance just came up and just drove straight into the back of Bob and just it's a video and just skittled him on the road. Was well, Hugita and, driving it? Oh, there's there's a rumor that Hugita was in the in the, in the ambo, but <laughs> and then the ambo drives us. Sorry, mate, fucking COVID. <laughs> hey, are the are the guys stressing about these um last batch of COVID tests? We've got them all back. We're all negative. Hey, hey, so, yeah. So no, but we've, yeah, we've, that's we've done a few. Yeah, yeah, we've we've done quite a few, and now we're all negative. The lo- the only thing is, we've got a couple of staff going to do the last. I think we've got like ten staff that didn't do them yesterday because they did them the day before the rest day because they needed to give everyone a bit more wiggle room in case there were these these yeah. false positives. Oh, yeah, I was wondering about that. Oh, that's good. Mm. <clears throat> so yeah. Hey, um, before we have to let you go, George, um, a lot of when people ask me about going training, George. And been leaving in 16 minutes. Yeah. Um, merchandise update. Talk about um, fan questions. That bloke had a ripping idea about the Legend and Ballant collection. Mm. And Bully and I put our heads together last night. We were sort of floating some ideas. Now, what about this idea where you have uh, reversible hoodies or t-shirts and you can flip them inside or out and it's a legend version and a bell-end version oh I so, love it. so the scenario is this now bills remember when we used to go to pubs back in the day it'd be you me happy um happy's brother turtle baby jay and we had this thing with the buttons and if you did a good deed throughout the night you'd button your button down and the goal was to get your shirt completely open i mean it's fucking stupid <laughs> But a scenario is you, you go out with all your mates with the, the hoodies on or the shirts and they're all on legend status, but throughout the night, you fuck up. Flip that shirt inside out, boy. You're a bell end. Yeah. I love it. I love oh, it, Just quickly on the on the buttons, just on a side note, um, did you guys ever have this stupid trend called shotgunning? I don't know. Did you ever have that? So we, we went think to this. I think so. Is this, not an, this, the, isn't, this isn't this, another Titanic is sinking story, is it? Is this no, different no, to no. is this different to shelving? Yeah, this is different to shelving. Shelving, different to sinking, different yeah. to docking. So this <laughs> is um, the Mormon this dock. Is, <laughs> this is uh, when we went to this phase when we were like I don't know seventeen, eighteen, where we'd always thought we were like a bit hot shit or whatever. We always started wearing dress shirts, and maybe it was around more around the twenty. When we were 21 because everyone was having their 21st birthdays and you'd always wear a dress shirt to your 21st and mm. and what especially one of my mates is real pissed loves to um go up to you and you had a nice dress shirt about you know just at the end of the night everyone's getting pretty hammered and everyone's on the dark floor and he would just grab you by the top of the shirt and just rip down so all the bottom buttons would spray everywhere oh that's a dog's act yeah, it's real shit, and it just became this thing where everyone would do it to each other. And I remember cleaning up from my twenty first. I mean, we, we I had it at the Wyoming Old Boys Rugby Club rooms, and I had to go back the next morning and clean up. And and I was there with my mum, and she was just looking on the floor, and she's like, 
What the fuck? Why is there just a <laughs> sea of buttons? <laughs> well, I think I think with the design, it can't be too like it, it, it's got to look good. Like you don't want to go out to the pub and be wearing like it with the legend side turned out, and it just looks too gimmicky and just shit. Mm. I think it still needs to look like a cool, understated mm. hoodie. But the ones in the know know the status of you for the night. There might be some some sort of telltale yeah. that says so I don't know there's like I'm, a I little L. Automatically, if you're wearing a shirt that says legend big on it, you're a belly aren't you? Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's right. got to be something that people want to wear that looks cool. So Caitlin yeah. will sort that shit out. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. can do that. We can. And um, then when you flip it, yeah, you know, yeah, right. Bellin. We reckon because of, you know, COVID, the 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 garments of choice this year for most people have been track pants, hoodies, uh, you know, la- lazy, lie around. Sloth shit. Sloth shit. Well, I'm, so, I'm still sitting in my underwear, so I haven't even, got, I haven't even graduated to trackies yet. And another idea we had, um, Jones and I were talking about, was we were talking about the Livestrong bracelets and, like, how much how, how cool that initiative was, you know. Like, so Nike, Nike made the Livestrong bracelets. They sold for a dollar every... And they sold for one dollar, and that one dollar went to to cancer research. Um, you know, so it was a it was a non non profit thing for Nike, uh, and and all that money went to to charity to to things. So we were thinking we could do our bit for charity as well and start to bring the bracelet back, do a social mm. distance podcast bracelet. One dollar goes to charity, and we, we sell them for five dollars. Um, <laughs> this isn't a joke. <laughs> no, 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 I like this. And. And Caitlin designs them, and those extra four dollars, we get a dollar each. Yeah. So everyone gets a dollar. Everyone wins. Yeah, everyone like charity it's gets a dollar, and we all get a buck. Yeah, I like this. Okay. Well, what are we inscribing on these on these bracelets? Well, oh, are I they don't reversible know. as well? There's also legend bellend. Yeah. So you, you can have it. it's bellend. Yep. So it's almost like a, a a stamp of how you're traveling. You know. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Well, I firmly have the bell end on today um, if, if, and the metaphorical bracelet. So um, I'm actually going to have to go for a bike ride. Yeah. Um, but great to see you, boys. I'm glad you are um, you can sit up straight and things, Bules. Thanks, mate. Um, Jeez, that, we that was a you. sad we miss you. <laughs> we miss No, but really, like, I, 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 there was, like, an air of the tour when you weren't there the next day. It was like, uh, you know, just missing a bit of a... Just <laughs> Were you contemplating doing it, Aru, and just going, fuck it, I'm out? I, I, think, that's why, I think that's what Aru did. He just went, can't do Billy's not here. No. Well, yeah, I, mean, I was explaining the je ne sais quoi thing to the boys at the dinner table the night before I crashed. I was like, I don't know how to explain It's just fucking funny, eh? I was like, oh, this, this tastes quite good. It's got a bit of a je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Viva la tour, mate. Viva la tour. All right. All hey, ready, all the mate. best. All the best for okay, last hey, week, good mate. To see you, boys. Thanks. Talk no soon. Worries. Love you, babes. Bye. Bye. Yeah. George Bennett. George do we Bennett. do we cover the year or do you want to wrap it up? What's your what's your gut shot? Mate, I got nowhere to be. I I mean the, this the, if we carry this show on for another fifteen minutes and talk about nineteen ninety nine like we spoke about. Yeah. Um we can then track the viewership track track the viewership and see how many people are actually listen to the show just because of George. 
if there's a massive drop off after 43 minutes, we know the show's this, we know the show's going nowhere without George in the future. Well, okay. Well, let's 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 give it a go because <laughs> I'm back in our comedic uh, chemistry any day of the week. Yeah. So I'm strap not- yourself in, folks. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> now the show really fires up. I've got a scattered brain. I'm still trying to wrap my head around what we just spoke about the last 43 minutes. Oh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Let's step um, into it. What are we doing? Oh, all right. So, so we didn't want to do Legend or Bellend. We thought, nah, we need George for that. But we, we definitely want to talk about a year. Now, 1999 for me yeah. was an absolute cracker. Legend, or Bellend, Legend of Bellend is coming back with a vengeance at the end of the Tour de France. That's our stalwart segment. So that will be back every single episode after the tour. But yep. like you say, we need we need all three panellists for that um, to split the vote. So 1999, carry on, Jonesy. So for me, 99, it was the year I turned 18. I was in year 12. Um, and I just remember it so vividly. And the biggest thing that when you look back that stood out was the Y2K bug. Like, there's similarities with what we're going through with COVID and the panic buying and all that sort of shit. We went through that towards the back end. And it all started with this whole uh, revolution of, oh, man, once the year flicks over to zero, zero, the fucking planes are going to fall out of the sky. You know, Mm. these computers haven't sorted this shit out. I remember thinking, like, at the start, like, oh, you know, how much can a date affect any of this shit? But then the, the news, particularly in December, they were saying... Oh no! Like medical equipment's going to be the worst, and I'm thinking, hang on. So someone's on a life support machine that they've spent a million bucks on, and all of a sudden it flicks over to midnight, and it's just like, like who the fuck designed this? Not thinking of like the coding with the date. And could you imagine in the waiting room the next day where the doctor comes out and they said, "Ah, look." We're really sorry, but we, we, we lost your husband. We, we couldn't save him. Once it flicked to midnight, the machine just flatlined. We, we, we literally tried everything. We tried Control-Alt-Delete. We tried to reset the, the computer, but nothing worked. So it's like, we're sorry. Like, on like December 31st, you're like, oh, how, how's, how's he doing, Doc? What, what's the prognosis? Look, honestly, he's, he's, he's going to make a full recovery. He's, he's looking bloody good, you know, honestly, like, yeah. Um, you know, bones, he's just got a couple of broken bones to be honest at the moment. Uh, but we're just keep we're just keeping him on a couple of machines just to you know just to check his pulse rate and all these things. Uh, so Mine's he's giving him a bit of oxygen, you know, he yeah. should be fine. So, yeah, he, he's going to be completely fine. The issue is that, um, the clock's changed tomorrow. Um, and yeah, it's I don't know if he's going to make it because of that. <laughs> it was a and and then there was this panic buying, like, um. You had to buy this like McAfee software. It was like five CD ROMs. That was going to be our big way of tackling this shit. Get this antivirus software installed on your computer, and then you become this wanker that was telling everyone, "Ah, oh, no, 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 I'm Y2K ready, mate." Well, they could, <laughs> I've installed the software. I'm sweet. Those same wankers on December 31 flip over to Jan one. Absolute balance. You've torched all your money because come. When we did the the New Year's Eve countdown, everyone's waiting for you know ten nine eight, and then everyone's celebrating. And then they're sort of like looking around, like yeah. waiting for you know <laughs> light poles to fall over and shit. Waiting for an asteroid to strike or what? And, and fucking nothing happened. Huh. So after after that, we're all like, well, you can't trust nerds. The nerds <laughs> are the ones that fucked us over here. Bill Gates, they were bloody hanging him from a post. Um, it was an absolute fucking a rev up. Everyone was, so, and everyone was out buying can. 
canned food like as if you know what well, they're, they're not going to produce baked beans in the year 2000 well that, like, yeah that was the issue jan one you're like fuck we're going to be living off tin spag for the next four months like you're looking at your cupboard going do you really need to do that like, like that movie when uh whatever that movie's called when all the cows and stuff like the year 2000 like zero 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 one year two twenty twenty, all the cows just dropped dead. So all the sheep yeah. dropped dead, fish died, yeah. and they float to the surface. Like, but it was a joke. But I remember that the actual year itself. So I was in year twelve, and year eleven, I was like a identified as like a promising student. But um, year twelve, I, I really struggled because when you turn eighteen, as you know, Bill's like you know you want to go to pubs and all this sort of shit. And I remember. Um, there's a thing, I don't know if they got it in New Zealand, but it's called SWAT back. And it's like the two weeks when your exams start. It's like to, meant to be the key period of your your whole year 12 and therefore, you know, your whole schooling career. And I remember the first day of SWAT back, I thought to myself, I need to get some fresh air. There's too much fucking pressure here. I need to just go down to, for a walk down the street, go to Target, whatever. Anyway, as I get down there, they had a sale one day only, Sony PlayStation half price. And it was like, I was like, oh, no, 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 I shouldn't. I need to get into the books. I need to study. You know, I, I need to make sure these two weeks I nail it. But then the other part of my brain's going, fuck, they're throwing in like they had this Sydney 2000 Olympics game that came oh, yeah. with the PlayStation. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. I, it actually could be good for the study routine. You know, like I'll I'll get the PlayStation and I'll just I'll find a way of balancing that. I'll, I'll get it all done. Mate, that night I bought it. That night, I was just so addicted because I was never allowed PlayStations and that at home. So the first day of this fucking study cram two weeks, man, I was I was doing hundred meter sprints. I was breaking <laughs> ten seconds. Like then I moved on to the decathlon, worked out how to do the javelin, and sure enough, I get to the exams and fucking bombed out. Like <laughs> bombed out. Oh, I remember just when I got my marks in. Bloody November, I felt like absolute shit. And I got a UG for the math methods cat three, which means ungraded, which means they've read it and they've gone, what the fuck? Like, put that in the bin. And I remember, like, my old man was like, what the hell does a UG mean? I said, oh, they're still marking it. He goes, what do you mean? I said, yeah, no, they're still marking it. Don't worry, they'll sit, they should come through in a couple of weeks. He goes, you mean to tell me every student in Australia's got their mark and you're the only one because of this one? Fucking cat, bullshit. So yeah, nah, I, that was a that was a downer. But um, it was still a good game. Like the that Olympics game back in two thousand was an absolute belter. I, I was only a young fella and uh, when at the end of ninety nine there. Are we we're talking about ninety ninety nine? But now we've just we've oh you are talking about ninety ninety nine. Um, I was. <laughs> <laughs> What was your brain doing then? I could literally see your brain going like when Homer Simpson's got chasing that chicken around the tree with a stick. <laughs> for my brain, <laughs> my brain was still stuck on the Y two K, on the on the Y two K. So you're like, oh, so we post. We're into two thousand now. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. so I was about to tell a story about New Year's Eve on the as we went into the year two thousand, but then I realised that's not thought the year we're covering. Yeah, but so, you can talk about up to midnight. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I was a young fella. I got my nose broken. Oh, did um, you? Yeah. And I was like, when I say young fella, I mean young. Like, not, 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 I wasn't young enough that I was old enough, but young that I was at a pub and got punched in the face or anything like that. Um, 
I was we were camping with the family. We used to go to the same same spot every year, and uh, I, th I think we were just climbing a tree or something. And the fucking big guy above me, the branch broke and just swung down and smacked me straight in the schnoz at like, ten to midnight. Broke the fucking nose. It was uh, <laughs> ninety nine. Um, but there was a bit going on. I, I, I've seen the notes that you've sent through here. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of things that happened that everyone will remember. But remember mm. the Colum Columbine massacre, which was yeah, man. Again, hard to believe that was twenty years twenty years ago. That was fucking. Well, crazy. I, I read I read the book on that, and that could have been like it was shocking. But they'd planned to do even worse stuff. Like they planned to let go a bomb, and they were waiting out the front of the school. And when all the kids were going to run out the first time, they were going to just spray everyone but the bomb didn't go off so then they went into the school and they reckon could have been another 30 to 50 uh, lives lost but still that, shit. Was, that was sort of like the, the start of all that shit mm. that's happened, happened in the last 20 years oh fucking hell mm. um what um I, there's one here that i that you, a note that you sent through uh, australia had an election to become a republic and it got shut down what does that mean explain it that means, to me we, we wanted to we wanted to get out of the commonwealth we wanted oh, to stand on our own. So we wanted to right. be our own identity and elect a president and all this sort of shit. Like we were going to say to the Queen, thanks, but no thanks. And it got, it, it was close. Yeah, it got 54% voted no. But, um, you know, I think in Victoria it was split 50-50. Like, yeah. And there was a big campaign like, you know, why do we need the monarchy? What does the Queen do? You know, she's just a figurehead. We, we can stand on our own. And then other people were like, well, if it's not broken, don't change it, you know. And also, like, it's it's a little bit, I mean, New Zealand and Australia are, is, are very similar, a lot, along with a lot of countries in the world. You know, like we have our, our natives, uh, you know, we've got the Maldives and you have the, the Aborigines that are the natives of, of those countries. But ultimately, like, um, the we're British as well, you know. We, we mm. came from the U, we came from the, we came from the UK, so... To, to, to abolish the ties with with Britain is sort of, a, in a sense, abolishing your ties with your identity, in a sense, as well, eh? Yeah, I don't know. I remember we had to do it for a debate in um, Year 12 in 99, and uh, I was actually on the for the Republic because people were saying, yeah, you know, it's traditional, that. And I was like, yeah, but, like, on that theory, why do you renovate your house? Why do you make improvements? You know, like, stand on your own. But mm. to be honest with you, I file it now under who gives a fuck. I don't really yeah, care. Don't give a shit. No, but um, right. it, it, it was a good year for uh, classic tracks, like Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way. When that was first released, like I used to have the Nick Carter blonde hair, you know. <laughs> mate, that the, was the shit. The spikes. Yeah. S Club 7, bring it all back. Another oh, yeah. banger. Um, five, remember they were all the rage... Like if you're that, getting down, that's the pick of the bunch, eh? For those, if you're oh, getting and, down, and that's when Eminem burst on the scene with yeah, my name, Marcus, my name uh, Slim, Slim Shady mm. LP. But yeah. the 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 one that stands out when you look at the movies, like you've got the Green Mile, Fight Club, Any Given Sunday, Talented Mr. Ripley, Notting oh, yeah, Hills, right. another banger, American Beauty. But the best one for me was American Pie, like. I'll never forget when I saw that for the first time in the cinemas. I just lost my absolute shit. And they were the same age as me and my mates. Like they were just finishing high school and it was this whole rite of passage and all this sort of shit. But did you know they've made nine American pies? 
Yeah, but they're, they're all making rubbish. the ninth now. They're all rubbish apart from the first one. Well, the second one wasn't too bad. The, the wedding first, first one was great because it's like as goofy as it was and silly as it was, it was actually so relevant. Like that is honestly how people who finish high school uh, look at life. They just want to go and party. They want to go and have sex. You know, they want to they want to go and just get amongst it. And uh, the old man, I love I love the old man. You know, when he catches yeah. catches uh. his son. Um, uh, Jim with the, with the apple pie, the warm apple pie. Yeah. But like he, he, he's actually he's a good he's dude. A, he's a good, he's a supportive dad because he's yeah. he's done that. He's been there. He's been he's had that apple pie in it since you know. Yeah. Like he was that age once. So it's like it's all real relative. The best is when they're looking at the apple pie and he's like just got it and he goes, um, "We'll we'll just we'll just tell your mother we we ate it all." <laughs> But uh, so I know I when I saw that they they're they're in the process of making the ninth at the moment that they're going to release and you know it's a banger when it goes straight to DVD or straight to video. I mean we can't get the bloody cinemas in Victoria at the moment. But there's American Pie, American Pie Two, American Pie Wedding. We know those. But then there was the Band Camp, the Naked Mile, Beta House, the Book of Love, which they were just straight to DVD. Shit. But then the American Reunion. But the latest one, American Pie Presents. Girls rule, and I've I've managed to uh, dig up a trailer. Bills, this is the trailer for it. Guys, we're all lacking something in the romance area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rule one: fix our romantic lives. Rule number two: we support our fellow women, and we won't let each other get away with our usual. <laughs> Me. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> We're using the party gods to seduce a new guy. Wow, you need to sacrifice a virgin or something? No, don't worry, you're safe. <laughs> the guy you might be looking for might be right under your oyster. I mean, it is a beautiful time to be alive, ladies. Am I right? <laughs> oh, oh, God, yes! <gasps> ladies. Please raise your glasses. The girls rules. Yes. Yes. Oh. I'm not watching that. that I refuse. I'm not fucking watching that. Shit house. I, now, I, would I, rather, <laughs> I would rather slam my broken arm in a veranda door than watch that shit. The interesting part is... Um, Stiff, there's a character in there, Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie Stifler. So obviously the the script writers are going, I know, Stifler's got a daughter or something stupid like that. But one thing they can't do, they can't flip the roles. Like they can't have a young girl that sleeps with Stifler's dad because (laughs) that would be crook. Could you you imagine that? But Stifler didn't sleep with... No, but, you know, Stifler's mum... And Finch oh, yeah. with Stifler's oh, mum. Yeah, yeah. If they flip it, you can't have a young girl sleeping with Stifler's dad because no. then the next American Pie would be the American Pie Stifler's in the clink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Doing fucking five to ten. Oh, yeah, that looks just, like a horrible movie, eh? Yeah. fucking terrible. Um, in, fact, in fact, we started the show real flat and just over it and I think... That American Pie trailer's just finished where we started. Just brought me right back down to <laughs> where I started this morning. Um, <laughs> let's 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 wrap it up with a couple of little positive things. Yeah. Um, 
we are number one on the New Zealand charts. Number oh, one. Yeah. Awesome. So after all that, um, you know, we were blowing wind up our own asses for quite a number of weeks there and talking it up, talking it up. It happened. It actually happened, and that's got to be thanks to the obviously to the listeners because without you guys listening and subscribing and liking and sharing and uh, doing all that stuff, we wouldn't have hit number one. So what I've done uh, overnight, Jonesy, is uh, you guys would have seen on social media that uh, we were number one on the New Zealand charts, uh, sporting charts. I must, I should probably clarify that, but we were number twenty-five on the all in all shows, number one in the sporting charts. Number three was Lance, The Move, his podcast, The Move. So what I've done overnight is I've taken a screenshot of that, uh, us at number one, Lance at number three, and I've uh, sent it to him. Oh, you've poked into, bear. slid into Lance's DM because Lance, in my opinion, he must be one of the most competitive human beings oh, on, yeah. the planet, on yes. the planet. So yes. I've poked the bear and I've said to him, mate, the battle's on in the New Zealand charts. Let's get some podcast banter and competition going, you know, because yeah. so we can talk, pl plug his show a little bit. He can plug our show a little bit. Uh, I thought it'd be great. Cause, little, cause, uh, yeah, because he needs our flow on effect. It's going to be huge for his show. Exactly. And well, he's behind us. I mean, he, he, he might he might be getting 100 million hits in America, but he's getting fuck all in New Zealand. So <laughs> <laughs> he's creeping so, up the bergs in bloody Wellington. So I've um, slid his DMs and he's blue ticked me. So we're he's read it, and, but yeah, but is he, he replied? No, oh, shit, no. And, I, and, oh. I'm, and I'm betting that he won't. But we're gonna, I'm going to keep on him. I reckon I'm going to be I, one of those guests. You know, like you, yeah, yeah. You've got to be Andy Dufresne in Shawshank, and Lance is the library with all the new books. Just send yeah. a letter a week. I'm just, just gonna, don't I'm just stop. Gonna, like, just the poke the bear, poke the bear, poke the bear. I mean, chisel. what's the worst thing about? And then, oh, it'd be great content. And then you yeah, can screenshot great. all the messages that you've written to him and don't get a reply. People love that. And like we say, he's you know he's getting millions of views in America, getting nothing, getting donuts in New Zealand. So if he wants to have a shot at our title. Yeah, I think, the key, I, th I think I think the Kiwis have, have just sent a message. They're just they're just over it. He's had his time, and it's it's done. He, he, sent, he sent me a message after after my crash, um, and just said, "Hang hang in there, bud." That's all he said. So then I, I replied, just you know, cheers, cheers, Lance. Yeah, pretty devastated, but how it goes sometimes. And then he's obviously gone. Oh, now Bills Bills has got carried away and thinks that we're fucking mates. So now I'm sending them and just started hitting them with all these photos of the podcast yeah. charts. Yeah, he'd be sort of going, fuck, did I need to say, did I need to write anything? Because he was four big, words. Because that guy was big news on stage 10. He's sort of like day old bread, you know, like just put put him in the bin. Oh, he's had one he's had one crash and there's only two in France. I sent him a little, just so you know, look after yourself sort of message and now he thinks, Stalker fan. It ain't over yet, though, Lance. I'm going to poke that bear. Yeah, We're coming for Good you. stuff. All right, all right. Keep we're sending messages and ideas for merch and stuff. So, um, yeah, we we got to go record the detour. So, if you want to tune into that live for the last week, me and Buells are on it with Iffy, and uh, yeah. we're going to be talking about the 2003 Tour de France with Cookie. Yeah. 
this will be uh, this is our last, last show, obviously, of um, sunflowers in the background and, and vaguely touching on the Tour de France with George, and then going back down the rabbit hole talking absolute shit. Uh, yep. These last couple of shows haven't had a lot of research done, a lot of structure put to them because George has been busy racing. Uh, James has been busy with the detour. Uh, no, it's COVID. It's COVID. It's COVID. COVID. But we will be back. Uh, we'll be back next week with back Legend to the standard social, social distance protocol, Legend of Balland, and uh, a little bit more uh, research. So thanks, guys. Subscribe, like, share, and poke Lance. Poke Lance's bear. Get him to get amongst us. Attack more, him. Attack him. The more we can fire at Lance. Until there's a restraining order on us, don't stop. Righto.